Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Archway AMA, hosted by Alpha Growth. Let's take a listen. Hello, hello. We're going to get started really soon here with uh, Archway. And going to wait like a minute or two to let some of the team roll in and some of the people that are like popping up to the stage. If there's anybody else that needs to pop up the stage, please pop your hand up to speak. I'm going to bring you up here and we can start to get all of the speakers and everybody up on the stage. Um, while we're doing that, I'm Brian Colligan from Alpha Growth. Today, we're going to meet with a Cosmos chain launching called Archway. They're, they're revolutionizing CSR, how developers can get paid through public goods and the contracts that are generated. Uh, built on the Cosmos SDK. I'll let the the team speak more about it for them on our side, Alpha Growth. We help projects and ecosystems get connected, in the, usually in the form of grants and RFPs. And so if you're interested in your developer or your project and you're trying to figure out which chain to build on or, or you know what needs to be built in the crypto ecosystem, we help match people to do that. And let me bring some people up here. CryptoChem, who else on our, your side needs to be brought up? So Adrian only D brought up. He is Emperor underscore JM. Is he in here? He is. Yes, I can see him. Um, I think I see him. Adrian Thompson. Oh, cool. Oh, Adrian. We just invited that. Adrian to come up to speak. Very cool. CryptoChem, how are you? Doing great. Excited to be here. Um, Excited to talk about Archer and what we're doing, but uh, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we do this, like, you guys are doing something cool um, within the ecosystem in terms of Cosmos, but just, like, cool in general about kind of, like, some of the fundamental, like, DeFi blockchain consensus primitives that you're building out there. So uh, if you want to want to open up, get started, or are we waiting for Adrian? Looks like he's a little trouble connecting. But um, if you're ready to get started, we can get started and then maybe Adrian can hop out and hop back in and we'll, we'll get him back up here. Yeah, sure. No, I'm, I'm happy to start whenever uh, you want me to just kind of go over a high level of what Archway is. I can, I can start there probably. Absolutely. That would be great. I think that's like the best place to start. Cool. Yeah. So really from a high level, um, what I would say Archway is, is it's one, it's a generalized layer one smart contract platform. Um, so it's really meant to be very flexible, allow builders to design their own smart contracts and really build their own dApps. Um, it's built on the Cosmos SDK and it utilizes Cosmosm. Um, so it supports smart contract languages like Rust mainly, um, Go and things like TypeScript. So it's really just a really flexible platform. It, but the goal of it really is to build something that is sustainable 
both economically and from a developer perspective, um, providing them with the value uh, that they create. So that's just high level, I'd say, um, what it is. And uh, the core contributors in, in the company I work for, or one of the core contributors in the company I work for is Phi Labs. So we're this, one of the software development teams working on Archway. Um, and that's really where the idea is kind of incubated was with this team. Um, it's a really talented team, a lot of developers from Ignite and Tendermint. Um, and and our, our founder, Griffin, actually was part of the product team at Consensus during the Ethereum launch. So a lot of experience on this team, um, a lot of really talented people. And, and I think we have a really, really good idea for core concept um, at Archway. Yeah, so let's uh, let's dive into that. Like, I think it's really cool, but I want to want to hear from you. Like, what's what's the problem you guys are solving, and you know what makes Archway super unique? Yeah, no, that's that's a great question, um, and it, I kind of alluded to it a little bit. So I'd say there's a few problems we're really trying to solve. Um, the first would be really the lack of like economic ingenuity in the cosmos. Uh, we've taken a lot of the same models and kind of copy and pasted them into different applications without really thinking about whether these models make a lot of sense. So one core thing we've done with the Archway protocol is really looked at the economic side of things, like token emissions, um, what happens when a transaction occurs in terms of the gas, and really tried to design a protocol that's sustainable from an economic standpoint. Um, so that means low inflation. Um, and then we also have added counterinflationary measures um, through our, our gas mechanism, which is similar to what Ethereum's done with EIP um, 1559. And then secondarily, which I would say is really the core um, value prop of Archway, is that we're really trying to align the incentives um, by creating mechanisms that will distribute the value from the layer one where the value is accrued um, to the DAP level where, where the value is actually being created. So right now there's no real way um, for most developers to actually get value out of the products they create outside of either issuing a token um, and selling it or, or consistently raising or going for grants. So we've designed a few mechanisms to help facilitate that, um, that value being pushed down to layer two, um, which we'll talk about here a little bit later. Um, and, and the same for public goods. There's, there's no real way for public goods to you know, accrue value through their usage. Therefore, they're very hard to maintain. Um, they require teams to either go through grants consistently or to you know, raise funds basically to provide the operational support for these public goods. So we wanted to build a protocol that has ways baked into the protocol itself to help really support and fund these types of things like public goods um, and really just make sure that developers are being made whole because it, really for an app to be successful or any blockchain to be successful, um, in my eyes, it needs to have quality applications and the people building those are the developers. So. I think it's important that they're rewarded. Hey, quick question on I, that. I think it's sorry, Brian. Hey, Joe from Alpha Growth here. I'm I'm curious what you know what some of those I guess in your mind if you could have any kind of projects building like any, anything you've seen in the entire Web3 ecosystem that you'd like to see building on Archway. I'm curious to hear what that might look like. Yeah, I, I would say one of the biggest things are are tooling in general like any sort of public infrastructure that's, that's being utilized often. So things like you know, oracles or, um, I mean, DeFi applications, I think will be, be very like, cool and there'll be really unique things you can do with the incentive models. But I would say tooling is actually gonna be 
really, really big. Um, a lot of things like oracles require a lot of transactions, a lot of smart contract interactions. Um, and on Artful, you'll be earning rewards from each one of those. So that's one use case I would say is very high in my list. And then um, things like uh, gaming, I think will have a lot of use. Um, again, it's just high transactions, um, a lot of smart contract interactions. Therefore, you're again, earning a lot of rewards, um, which you can either utilize for your team, your DAP, or even redistrib redistribute to users or even subsidize users' gas so that they don't need to use, um, you know, for example, Arch token to use the network their first time. So I guess there's a lot of different use cases. What I'm curious to see is what the community comes up with that I haven't thought about, because um, that's going to be where the real innovative ideas come from. Yeah, I think I think you're running into like a really interesting problem, like tragedy of the commons when it comes to public goods. You know, there's there's a there's a drama that one of our clients is in currently. I don't want to go into the the details, but it's essentially like who should fund open source code, and and I and I feel like that's kind of one of the problems that you're solving. It's 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 hard to like incentivize public goods. It's hard to incentivize the growth of like you know in 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 real world terms, it's like who should pay for the roads, right? Um, that are traveled, and and you guys are trying to solve that problem in a in a pretty unique way, right? Yeah, I would say that's that's a, a fair way to put it. Because um, the way we see it is that we agree public goods should be should be funded um, in some way. So we're kind of seeing it, one of those methods being like inflation. That's a great way to help fund public goods. Now we understand security is extremely important, so we would never want to you know, direct inflation away from the validators to a point where they're no longer incentivized to secure the chain. But you have to also weigh the fact that without any applications or use cases on a chain, you're really not securing anything, right? So there's this balance of you need to have applications and use cases on chain to drive traffic, to drive TVL, um, so that you have something to secure. So taking a small piece of inflation and redirecting that towards like public goods or um, DApps, we believe, will be a really good flywheel to to get people incentivized to want to keep building, to keep maintaining public infrastructure um, without having to really give up cash, so to speak, or have them go out and ask for grants or or raise capital. Okay, what do you think about the the DeFi llama drama of recent? Are you familiar? <laughs> I, I'm I'm vaguely familiar with what's going on. It sounds like uh, one team member wants to launch a token, and the rest. Do not agree. Yeah, I mean, like this is a great example, I think, of kind of like the problem you're solving. In, in the last couple of days, there's been kind of like a founder fight. Uh, DeFi Llama historically has been paid by grants, Gitcoin Foundation, and, and and public goods funding, um, and they're pretty much out of money. And one one of the people on the team is like, "Hey, we got to get paid." And so now there's kind of like this issue of how does DeFi Llama get paid? Do they get paid for through public funding and grants, should they put advertising? Should they launch a token and start pulling? They got some like art side gig, like kind of like funding routes with like their RPC nodes and their and their infrastructure services. But but the public good of DeFi Llama currently does not have a business model, and would be interesting to get your like in, in an archway driven world. How would you guys solve that? Well. What's what's cool about Archway is you don't necessarily need a token, which I think is kind of what you're getting at, is that you can earn just from people utilizing your product. So 
I guess what DeFi Llama could do is they, they could have some sort of gateway to utilizing their, their product that requires a smart contract interaction. Um, from that interaction, they would essentially be able to, you know, collect a portion of the gas fees. Um, they would have a, a portion of the emissions directed towards them based on how often and how much gas is being consumed by that contract. Um, and then they could actually add a smart contract premium on top of that, which is uh, one of our mechanisms of, of distributing the value from the layer one to layer two, which is basically a smart contract premium is a fee that's set on top of the minimum gas necessary to complete a transaction. And 100% of that additional fee goes to the developers or, or to wherever they decide to route that. It could be a smart contract or an address or multiple addresses. Um, but, but the idea would be that DeFi Llama could set a minimum amount that they're willing to accept for someone to utilize their product. Um, and they would be able to collect that every time someone uses it. So this creates an actual funding model for them, right? They no longer have to charge a subscription um, or, or issue a token. They can basically just have people interact with a contract every time they want to utilize the product. And that alone should generate some sort of um, you know, return, remuneration of, of tokens. All right, so let's let's uh, let's solution this out using Archway as a as a new idea um, as a as a fun you know a, a thought experiment. Okay, so we do that. Uh, we attach Archway to the CDN. We attach Archway to the API calls and have some like nominal gas fee for every page load. And now you have to have uh, Archway token in a wallet to interact with uh, DeFi Llama, and it takes some contract interaction in some on every query call, every API call, every page load, uh, you pay a little bit of Archway token and gas to load the page. Yeah, and it may require some sort of proxy because I, I don't believe just a query alone will will create um, value from the Archway blockchain. I think it needs to be some sort, the way I'd put it is like a write function, right? It needs to change the state. Um, so they could set up like mm -hmm. a contract though that would basically do something to allow the user to view that page or to get access to a password to view something. Um, there's a lot of different mechanisms you could you could use to make this work, but really just adding a smart contract to the workflow um, where it's communicating with the Archive blockchain will essentially generate rewards for them. So there's definitely ways you could even do some sort of like subscription type model where there's access for X amount of time. Um, that requires some deeper integrations, but they really could go a lot of different ways with how to gate their website or gate their product um, just by using a smart contract. So, so fundamentally, like, you know, they, they you don't necessarily, if, if the smart contract is on Archway, you just the inherent use of writing to the state, you could then extract some fees and some developer fees for that public good. You wouldn't even necessarily need a gate just by writing and you wouldn't necessarily need it for reading. So I guess, I guess that's the important feature here is if you're reading the blockchain, um, which kind of like DeFi Llama's real purpose is, is kind of like reading the data. But if you wanted to write your data to DeFi Llama into their database and be presented, it's almost like maybe on that side, you could have a an adapter that then may, wrote to a state machine and every time they write, and then every single DeFi project would inherently want that exposure and write to the chain. So maybe on that side, you could have a, a contract. Yeah, no, well. that's actually an interesting 
way to think about it and definitely plausible. Cool. I think we just solved DeFi Llama's problem. Let's uh, let's tweet about it. Let's get him in here and let's get him on our Twitter. <laughs> hey, I would I would love to have him. That'd be that'd be great. <laughs> um, very cool. All right. So you talked a little bit about this, uh, but you know the underlying technologies that you guys are using to get started and uh, and and you know where are you guys based off? I think you said like Cosmosm, Tendermint. Yeah, what what uh, what technologies are you using? Yep. Yeah, so that's correct. So so we're we're utilizing Cosmosm. We're built on the Cosmos SDK, um, utilizing Tendermint. So spot on there. Um, we're obviously implementing IBC, and then ideally we'll. Uh, I assume, I hope by mainnet, but I can't confirm. So hopefully by mainnet, but shortly after, if not, we'll have um, ICA capabilities, and I think that alone will will open up a lot of opportunities for Archway. Um, to become somewhat of the hub of the cosmos for smart contracts and dApps, because you could essentially host your contracts or, or deploy them on Archway and, and utilize ICA to essentially, you know, communicate with other blockchains and perform actions on other blockchains within the ecosystem through IBC, um, but still have that initial interaction take place on Archway where you're earning. So now it becomes really the most advantageous to how is your contract on Archway compared to any other network? Um, even if it is going to a different network to, let's say, swap or stake. Can we talk a little bit about the reward system in terms of kind of, you know, why, uh, I guess, you know, we already covered a little bit of why Archway, but, you know, what, uh, what everybody's, you know, what, what everybody always asks us is, you know, what, what makes uh, what makes you guys special in terms of incentives? Because you know we've got dozens and dozens of different incentive programs, and you know, is there anything that's that really stands out about the Archway reward system? Yeah, and that's and that's a great question because a lot of times when I when I speak to people about Archway, um, they're aware of I would say one of the three mechanisms we have to to essentially incentivize and reward developers. And that would be the gas rebates or fee split. So that there's essentially three ways that we're we're utilizing to try and take the value capture at the layer one and distribute it down. And one is the fee split, which a few other chains have have also implemented something similar. My one take on that would be that I'm not sure, based on the inherent you know low gas of the cosmos, I'm not sure whether or not a fee split alone will be significant enough incentive for a developer unless they create a very, very high usage application or tool. Um, you're going to need high, really a high amount of executions on your contract to earn from a fee split alone. So what we did is then we, we created other mechanisms to distribute that value to the layer two or to the dApps where the actual value is being created. And that's where I think we're unique. And those two things are through inflation and through those smart contract premiums. So a portion of the inflation will be directed towards um, smart contract developers and applications based on their overall contribution to the network. So the more often that you're being, your contracts are being used um, or your debt's being used, the more of the inflation that's earmarked for developers will go to that, that contract. Um, but what I think is the most unique part of it is the, is the fee, so the smart contract premium. Because it really allows the developers to set the amount they're willing to accept for someone to interact with their contract or use their application. So you can set a minimum fee. Um, so you know exactly what you're going to get every time 
someone utilize your contract and so that you can kind of plan for for the future right you can fund operations pay salaries payroll um, reinvest into the protocol um, there's so many different things you can do um, by having this ability to set a a fee that 100 goes back to the developer um, if you have a really really unique application um, that has high demand you can charge a lot more for it and people will be willing to pay it um, and therefore you should be able to collect those those fees yourself and not have to share them with the validators who had really no part in the application um, and, then, and are already being incentivized by the inflation anyway. Okay, yeah, that, that is super interesting. And Brian and I were just talking about this the other day as, you know, the, the whole, you know, the delegate and the, the validating and the inflation, that whole thing is, you know, something that not a lot of people really understand, um, which is fine. No one needs to understand how all that works. But uh, I, I appreciate the, the reverse sell on the fee split um, and then how you guys have I've kind of countered that. So I, I am a little bit curious though, how it actually works, um, you know, in terms of, you know, how, how is it determined where the inflation is going to, you know, to get delegated, so to say. So it's going to be based at least for the inflation piece of it. Um, I think it's a set percent of the inflation is going to go to developers and the, I believe it's, it's 20% or 25. And I don't know if we've, officially finalized that quite yet. Um, but the idea is that it'll be distributed to developers based on gas consumption. Um, but where that gets tricky is then there's obviously vectors for attack. Uh, you could spam the network, you could do really um, inefficient contracts, but we personally just don't think that will be much of an issue because it, it's essentially a free market economy. So if someone's charging way too much or building really inefficient contracts, someone's just gonna take your contract and make it more efficient and then people very good that. point very very good point yeah so no, that's that's solid so if someone's you know really profiting and, and making a ton of money off of this uh, someone's gonna come in and make it slightly more efficient and they're gonna be the ones who take over and it'll just keep going until we get to this equilibrium where the users feel like they're getting the value that they should and the developers are also feel like they're re receiving the value they should um so we think it just creates a lot of competition to create efficient quality data or smart contract well, oh, that's killer. Um, I'm glad you guys have obviously thought this through. Uh, has, is there any, anything in the works or, you know, was part of the, the, you know, the drawing board of all this with having the community decide, you know, and more of kind of like a, dare I say, voter escrow-esque model of, you know, deciding where the, where the inflation goes, you know, to which, to which dApps, to which developers get the lion's share of you know, based on the community votes in, in the Archway ecosystem? Is that something you guys at all explored? Yeah, no, we definitely have. Um, and I'll say the community has the ability to change a lot of the parameters that are, are really driving our rewards. So governance can, can change a lot of things. Um, they could potentially pick a, a spot to direct rewards um, if, they, if they chose. But as it sits now, I believe it's based on uh, essentially a calculation done on chain that will distribute the amounts. Um, but of course, like I said, through governance, a lot of these parameters can be changed. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. Um, okay, so other, I guess, other questions on, um, you know, rewards, where, you know, how, how can I, how are they received? How does all that work? And, and then, and then the, the very most important question that I'm sure Brian will, 
will be excited I ask here is what can I do with my rewards? So I will speak to what we can do with the rewards. Do you mind trying to bring up um, Adrian again? Because I think he could probably better explain uh, the mechanics of how to, to get the rewards. Yeah. But yeah, we're back channeling in the background. It, it seems like the Twitter, the new Twitter uh, APK on Android uh, specifically is rugging people from joining it as a speaker to Twitter spaces. You have to upload an old Android APK um, to be able to come up and speak. Uh, so, you know, we, we messaged your team in the background. It's, it's an ongoing issue and problem. Um, and we've invited him a couple of, uh, uh, of times and, uh, you know, hopefully he can get him back up here, but okay. uh, that may not be possible. Uh, just, you know, technical restrictions, which is lame. We can also do this again in the future. Um, yeah, no, so but I can, I can speak to at least a part of that question. Okay. So for example, what could these be used for? Um, there's, I mean, the, it's really endless, right? It, it's up to whoever created the contract to decide what they want to do. Um, with the fees that they collect, e either through the split, through the smart contract premium or inflation, it's it's all up to the actual contract owner or controller to decide. But what I think are some cool use cases would be, for example, a an AMM could refill their own incentive pools, right? Um, instead of having to have external incentives, you could use the rewards to refill those incentive pools. Um, you could also use the rewards to fill a fee grant, um, which would basically allow users to utilize an application with for free the first time. So let's say you, you go to use a, a, a DEX or an AMM on Archway, you're going to need Archway to do your first transaction. Well, if you don't have any, the only way to get it is to go to another DEX or centralized exchange and get Arch. Well, that's not a good user experience. You make them leave your ecosystem to get started. So you could use rewards to perpetually refill these fee grants um, so that anytime a user goes to use the application, the first time they will not have this bad user experience. They can swap without the gas um, and then just get started with their, with their journey through the ecosystem. So I think that's another really good use case. Um, and then another one's just, just treasury. I, imagine a DAO whose tokens only use case is actually just governance, right? That's the only thing it does is vote. Um, and you don't really have to worry about the value prop because there'll be intrinsic value building up in the treasury from the rewards being earned by that DAO. So if, if that DAO releases some sort of project, um, application, tooling, what, what have you, and it's earning from our incentive mechanisms, they're essentially building up treasury um, to that token and, and creating intrinsic value. And, and it doesn't have to stay in Arch. They could swap it into stables, into you know, whatever asset they want once it's in their treasury but you're earning those rewards by people utilizing your contracts, which I think is, is a cool concept. So, so there's this, another problem too, that's not necessarily like on-chain public goods where I think you, you might be starting to touch on where, which is like, how do you get on-ramps and off-ramps paid, right? So you have like, like Transact and Ramp Network, if you're gonna be like buying, it's like, okay, you have, they, they usually generally charge fees in, in terms of like buying on-chain, um, you know, on ramps, but then you also have the offering problem or these analytic dashboards like the DeFi llamas or these kind of like other infrastructure projects that um, start to interact with it. I, th I think there's a lot of touch points here that aren't just with the on-chain dApps itself, 
but it also feels like the the infrastructure, the on-ramps and the off-ramps also have an opportunity to start collecting fees and, and, and creating new mechanism designs to earn revenue. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It, they'll have to essentially figure out how to utilize you know, on-chain smart contracts to either gain access to their product off-chain, um, whether that's through like NFT gating or, or what have you. But really what you could do is exactly what you said. You can monetize the use of your off-chain product just by forcing an interaction with the smart contract um, along that workflow. Yeah, one of the one of the most interesting things I've heard recently around kind of like some of this, this is going to get deep in the weeds, Cosmos and and you know interchange security and and the IBC was like Neutron's launching of a fee marketplace for for relayers, right? Because like currently, like the relayers kind of like take that transaction on their own, and to like some extent, um, when a uh, like a transact or an on ramp network, uh, you know, you 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 purchase the crypto and it appears in your wallet on chain. They're inherently um, driving the cost of that. Um, they're they're bearing the cost of that of of that gas fee, right? And so it seems like these are kind of like starting to like bleed in together. Uh, it, you can kind of like just embed it into the, like the relayer contract, or you can just embed it to the onboarding contract. And it almost would be like, you know, two, two, you, you could have like multiple different kind of like onboarding solutions and, and fiat on-ramp solutions or fiat off-ramp solutions that are constantly, you know, battling each other on contract fees. If, if then the next question would arise was in, in a world like that, wouldn't the commoditization of certain contracts in certain dApps then be commodified and then it would be a race to the bottom of fees? Yeah, I would say that there's definitely a race to have the most efficient fees for sure. Um, but I would say uh, there's always going to be some level of fees that people are willing to pay for a service. So I, I don't think it'll be a race to zero necessarily, but I will. I do think it'd be efficient fees for the user, um, which is great from the user side. And, and yeah, and I do think that relayers getting funded is a huge problem right now. Um, a lot of the relayers are basically doing it out of the goodness of their heart uh, and are taking basically operating at a loss to to provide relaying services. And as we all know, IBC is one of the you know core components of what makes the Cosmos so, I guess, unique. And so we need to support that, um, I think, ecosystem-wide. But I'm trying to think of ways myself of how we could utilize the incentive model of Archway to do that. Because um, I would think it would be really cool to have a way for either the relayers themselves or even the protocol um, to accrue some sort of rewards that are are strictly for relayers to ensure that they are at least breaking even. Um, but yeah, that's that still needs to be thought out further, I guess, on my end. But definitely something I've I've thought about and actually just tweeted about a few days ago was, you know, how do we create a mechanism to to basically incentivize relayers? Because um, that's that's a big piece missing in my eyes, in general. And then there also seems to be that like, you have some kind of um, like throttling mechanism in there that is also also good. Some of these like contract fees, depending upon the size of the contract fees, um, things like wash trading and it, from a DeFi use case might also be countered if if you have enough gas fees on on you know percentage rewards or something like that within the swapping mechanisms. Yeah. And so there's going to, I mean, 
strictly from the attack vector standpoint, you will not be able to spam the network um, in terms of just creating a bunch of contracts to try to earn rewards. It, it will not be profitable to to the attacker. So we we've thought about that portion of it, and I and I'm sure Eric, who's in the audience right now, could speak to it much better. He's part of our tokenomics. Or actually, he's the lead tokenomics uh, designer for the protocol. Um, but yeah. Uh, there's definitely we've thought about those type of vectors and, and how to prevent them. Um, but even wash trading, for example, on a DEX or AMM, let's say it is slightly profitable um, and they're continuing to just you know do wash trading because they see it as a way to accrue value. Well, it's still bringing transactions to the chain. It's still filling up blocks. So from our perspective, I don't know if that becomes an issue unless it were to somehow get to the point where it's congesting the entire network. Um, and again, we, we have a, a gas structure set up so that um, as those blocks get more full, it becomes increasingly more expensive to do transactions. So there will not be much incentive um, for someone to just spam the network or try to wash trade continuously because um, eventually it will, it will become a, a loss. Can you uh, very briefly speak on, you know, the security of Archway if there's been, um, you know, don't want to, don't want you to self-incriminate, but it, you know if there's been any any incidences that um, you know people should be worried about, or if, if in general everything's been uh, been pretty solid. No, it's been it's been very solid. Uh, like I said, I can't speak to anything specifically. Um, I think that's something that Adrian is going to touch on, but I will say that from my experience with the team, I have not seen anything that stood out to me as a a huge red flag or a risk. And and the team itself is extremely talented. Um, as I mentioned, most of them came from either Tendermint or Ignite. Um, so we're part of that kind of core team working on the Cosmos even prior to joining Archway. So I, I think they've, they've got a lot of experience with not only the SDK, um, but with Cosmos and, and, and what they're building. So I'm very confident that the product we put out will be in great shape come May night. Awesome, awesome. That's good to hear. Um, okay, let's get, let's, get, uh, let's get excited here. What, what, are you, uh, what are you excited about? What what dApps in particular are you, you know, maybe some alpha you can share or just, you know, some teams that you know are going to be building on Archway that you're really pumped up about? Yeah, um, there's, a, I guess, a couple that I'm, I'm most excited about. Our one is, is Astro Vault. And so Eric, who is also our tokenomics lead, um, is building out Astro Vault, which is a hybrid AMM and DAO. And so they're they're taking a unique approach to it. They're really focusing on the sustainability of their of their actual AMM. So a lot of what we see today is is they collect some fees and distribute them to LPs, but they don't really accrue value for the actual protocol or the DEX. So therefore, they have to constantly incentivize um, liquidity to come provide so that people have and essentially have liquidity to use. Um, that requires you to pay incentives, rewards, uh, and, per, and really in perpetual or perpetually to keep that mercenary capital. So what they're trying to do with their AMM is they've designed it so that they're going to actually accrue value, so protocol-owned liquidity, uh, through basically staking derivatives um, yield. And by doing so, they're going to accrue enough value over time that ideally the goal would be to not have to incentivize pools at all because all the liquidity provision is provided by the protocol themselves or the DAO. So that's the the overall goal. Um, I'll let Eric speak a little bit more to that. Um, and then right after, I, I guess, named the other two I'm excited about, which one is called PeerSwap. 
and it's 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 essentially a peer-to-peer swap but what i think is cool is that it's set up to to allow like easily set up to easily facilitate otc deals um trade without slippage if you if you know exactly what you want and what you're willing to accept um you could fundraise or, or do an ido through a platform like peer-to-peer uh without having to pay high fees like you would for a list on like, any sort of public launch pad um and then you also can participate in arbitrage um, if, if there's better pricing on the peer-to-peer so that's a cool one and then the cryptic team who is building a archway native wallet is i think another big uh gonna make a big splash in the space because they're focusing largely on the mobile side of the wallet and directly integrating with applications to create a really good user experience um but not only that but so you can actually access all your applications in one spot directly from their wallet at any point you know anywhere that's a big issue that i've had in the space is prior to mobile wallets really starting to pop up it was basically you'd be your desktop to perform any sort of transactions or interact with an app um, and that's extremely limiting for people who are not always at their computer so i think having a, a native wallet that has all the applications um, really directly integrated will make a much better user experience overall. And yeah, I, I totally guess agree. I'd like Eric expand on uh, AstroVault because I really do think AstroVault is is one of the premier products um, in the Cosmos or will be, and and he has probably a lot more to say about it than I do. Uh, thanks, man. Guys, awesome space. Uh, Max, you're absolutely killing it, like always. Uh, I first I, I wanted to hop up. Um, you guys were talking about wash trading and doing it profitably, just to kind of shut that down. Um, yes, I know you guys will see like, oh, they get gas rebates. Plus, there's an inflation reserve. If there's not a lot of usage. It's going to be breakable. I'm I'm really good at breaking things. Um, this is not breakable. Um, so the best, the most profitable you can make it is if you are the developer and you're getting all of your awards back, 100% of what you spent. But that will only work if so little of the actual block space is sold. And even then, you will be burning Arch tokens. So it would still be good for the protocol. So you can't do it profitably. Then, as things do get congested, as we are able to sell more of our block space, now eventually less than 100% of what is spent on gas will go to developers. And you'll experience net deflation from the submissions. So the, the protocol is safe. It can only be operated for free or gamified in that way, in a way that's not profitable. That still is good for the protocol. And then as as it expands, um, it's no longer free to exercise that uh, that opportunity. Thank you, Eric. All right. Very, very cool. So question for, uh, for both you guys here. Um, what do you want Archway to be known as or known for in five years? You know, looking back, hopefully this uh, crypto wins. <laughs> obviously um but what do you you know how do you want archway to really stick out so for me i want it to be known as really the hub um for applications and and smart contract deploying so tooling anything like that um i think five years from now people will realize that the mechanism we created does create a nice uh flywheel effect where you're if you're incentivizing the people building they'll continue to build good products which will attract users. Um, then users will obviously bring more TVL and more transactions to the chain. But secondarily, I, I would like to be known as a forward-looking, innovative protocol that took the first principles approach at what they're building and, and didn't necessarily just copy what had been being built 
in the ecosystem um, and essentially created a whole new paradigm of how we should look at one, the economic sustainability of protocols, so the tokenomics and inflation, um, and then also how we incentivize really all the overhead of a chain, whether that be a developer, whether that be a validator, um, or even just incentivizing users through through um, yields. So I, I think we took a really unique approach and I hope that five years from now, people look back and say, wow, they're way ahead of their time um, with, with what they built. Yeah, and then expanding on that, I vision Archway being the user experience for the entire Cosmos ecosystem. As interchain queries, as interchain accounts, as interchain applications grow, grow more established, it makes a lot more sense to have one app or one user interface that users regularly interact with. Now, people who are building dApps on other networks, on other layer ones in Cosmos can have a, a really a monetizable access point for their dApp where they can charge a premium that then covers gas elsewhere. And it really, through app chains, allows Archway to scale indefinitely. Um, and like it's almost like every single other layer one can be a sister chain while providing the best user experience for users and building out something economically viable that hasn't been that hasn't been done yet. I love the vision. That's uh, that's killer, guys. Um, and okay, so in terms of how you're going to get there, um, what kind of partnerships or collaborations is Archway looking for in the uh, in the short term? I would say we're looking for for partners who share our ethos, whether that be that you know developers are are under I guess incentivized, or, or that you know the economics of of the cosmos in general are not sustainable. Um, so we're looking for people who kind of share our vision in that sense, because being aligned on that is is key to understanding Archway's value prop. If you don't believe that the current tokenomic systems being used in the cosmos are broken or that people are, and developers are being fairly incentivized, then you're probably not gonna see the value of, of Archway. But for the people who are involved in this space deeply and, and understand some of these issues, I think Archway is kind of a breath of fresh air and, and kind of shows you, you know, what you can do when you're being incentivized properly. So I'm hoping more people kind of come to terms with what we're seeing in the cosmos is not necessarily sustainable. We see tons of tokens kind of trail off into irrelevancy as as inflation continues to be higher than demand. Um, but but yeah, only time will tell. But the way we'll do that is just by, you know, continually putting out the best products and providing the best user experience. That's incredible. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally, uh, I think, um, I think Brian, uh, Brian would have quite a bit to say uh, about the uh, tokenomics of Cosmos. We, we've been down that road before. Um, but uh, other than, um, you know, we talked about a lot of different things, but what are some, you know, are there any questions that, uh, that we didn't ask you that you wish we would have? Hmm. Um, <laughs> off the top of my head, I guess, maybe about our hackathon that we're hosting right now. We have a virtual hackathon with, with Dora Hacks, um, which is a cool opportunity for people to get involved with their with their apps or at least with the ecosystem by submitting their apps. And there's a million arch tokens that are up for prizes. So four different tracks that you can submit your, your applications to um, the tracks, I think are DeFi, uh, NFTs, infrastructure and tooling, and then DAOs. 
Um, so we think dials have a really unique use case on Archway because of our incentive model. So that will be a track that we're, I'll be very interested to see um, what is submitted. But yeah, it's a, it's a virtual hackathon, so you don't have to be there in person. And it runs through April 24th. So there's still plenty of time to... What, yeah, what, what got you... I mean, like, I, I'm kind of curious on like how you guys came together on how you can find how you guys found other people that were like, a, you know, pro Cosmos, but not as uh, hyped about the tokenomics and how everybody on your team kind of arrived at that same conclusion and compiled into Archway. I'm, I'm, I'm curious how you would have, how you guys corralled your team on that. And, and I got some hackathon questions too. Yeah, no, I can answer that question. No problem. Um, so I think it starts with just the tone at the top, right? So. So Griffin, the founder of Phi Labs, he, he was essentially part of the product team at, at Ethereum when they launched ETH originally. Um, he's part, sorry, part of the product team at Consensus when they launched ETH. Um, and so he has a ton of experience in this space and, and he started off as a developer. Um, and he just noticed that, you know, a lot of the people who, who were part of that core Ethereum team um, are retired. You know, they're, they're whales at this point. They have, they have no reason to co contribute further to the ecosystem. Um, meanwhile, a lot of the people who are, you know, on the, the ground floor working didn't receive as much value. So from from that point on, I feel like he noticed that there was a gap um, between the value where it's created and where it's being accrued. Um, so that's where the overall vision came from was from Griffin. So when he was, you know, finding his team, I think he would just ask people about, you know, how they felt about developers being incentivized or if they thought the FAT protocol thesis was fair. Um, and from there, you start to see who the people are aligned with you and, and who don't. But overall, I think a lot of people just believed in, in Griffin as a leader and then also in what we were building as a protocol. So that maybe they didn't necessarily understand the economics or, or what the real issues were, but they did understand that there was a problem being solved by Archway. Um, that got a lot of people on board. But I would say the biggest thing is just convincing people. Um, explaining to them the problems, the issues that we're seeing in front of us and, and how RJ will fix them. And I found that's been the, the most um, significant way of getting people on board and wanting to, to work with Archway and, and aligning with our ethos. That's really cool. Like, I just trying to figure out, is it like, it was this like a, a discord rebellion or like, you know, getting, how do you get the rebels together and be like, okay, this is a problem. That's, it's always really hard within, especially within like decentralized communities. Like you don't want to be like a FUD spreader, but there are real problems. And a lot of times like chains in a decentralized manner will just kind of like sweep things under the rug. And it's like, it's really interesting on how you can corral people and, and get them involved. All right. So let's get back to the hackathon for a second. It sounds like a ton of tokens that you're giving away. What what are you most pumped about, and uh, what 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 kind of prize or or hackathon kind of uh, theme got you has you most excited? Well, it is a large amount of tokens, um, and that was obviously by design. We we want to show that we are trying to incentivize developers, right? We want to have good applications and and quality tooling from day one. So to do that, you have to incentivize the people who will build those, and so this is our is one way we're going to do it which is through this hackathon. Um, I'm most excited really just to see the different ideas that, that come from our incentive model. No one really has a model like ours. So there's a lot of different use cases that we just haven't thought about or, or seen yet. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to, to see what people come up with and how they'll 
alter certain products that we see today to incorporate this new mechanism of accruing value. So I would say DAOs um, will be an interesting track just because the idea that you can accrue value to your DAO. Um, and then also, I'm interested to see what kind of DeFi products can be built that don't require a token. Um, that's what I think is one of the coolest things about Archway is that if you create an application that's being utilized, you don't need a token. You'll earn enough Arch through whatever mechanisms you decide that if a token is not really necessary. So you don't have to worry about the regulatory compliance. You don't have to worry about you know, building your own validator set if you're going to do a layer one. Um, but even as a layer two, if you're just relying on a, a layer one, you, you still don't need a token if you're earning enough in Arch. And I think that creates the incentive to build really good applications and not have to worry about the back end of launching a token and dealing with investors um, and, and compliance, which I think a lot of developers will find very enticing. Um, a way to earn without having to uh, go through the rigmarole of <laughs> going investments and meeting with VCs and getting you know, legal help um, to get all that set up. So it's not an easy process to do. Um, it's much easier just to launch an application. Okay, you want you want DeFi protocols to launch without a token? Blast! I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> Never. Yeah. Like you just want the utility to be embedded inside the the application? No, no never going to happen. Um, I don't know. It could be. See, I, I'll, I'll push back on the DeFi aspect for a second because um, you know what what we found is that if you're a DeFi protocol, you fundamentally or or even a layer one that you're gonna have to incentivize and pay for liquidity. Uh, and right now liquidity has a premium, um, especially in a bear, like in a bull, maybe not necessarily like as valuable. So I would say without a without a token, I mean, you're gonna have to go like order books or concentrated liquidity, which is like really hard for people. So I, I'm interested to see how that happens. Um, one kind of insight, and, and this is something that we've recently found out about that I'd like to share, uh, we're starting to do on-chain analysis of like every single uh, contract and and the different contracts that are used across specifically EVM chains, not as much like Cosmosm chains. And it turns out that we're finding structured products um, end up becoming the most utilized uh, uh, contracts. Obviously, like there's NFT trading and stuff like that, but the other most utilized things are like kind of like. Taro, for example, on Kava, who we're working with, is uh, right now the number one uh, contract used uh, because of its structured product nature. When you start kind of utilizing structured products, how does that fit into the equation of this contract usage um, enablement? Have you have you guys considered that at all, Eric? I don't know if you have any thoughts on this specifically. Um... It's a great question. I actually one I'd have to probably ponder a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a weird recent realization. Um, Eric, not to not to cut you off, Eric. I got one more question uh, as well, and then I'll, I'll let answer uh, Eric answer that question. Ask one more question, but also want to invite anybody else who has any questions up uh, to to ask. And then Robo, I got your DM, so I'm going to ask that next. So Eric, uh, structured products on Archway with um, you know like auto compounders and yield generators and vaults and like that. Um, yeah, so in order to profit off of it, you need that the gas to come from elsewhere. I know that we like you have to pass that on to the user. 
so that they pay the fees. If you pay the fees yourself, you can do it more for free than elsewhere. Um, but in general, yeah, they should be better. They should be easier to use. One other thing that's really cool about Archway stuff is, I mean, the fee grant's been available in Cosmos for forever, but it hasn't been practical until Archway because now it's refillable. If you set up 10,000 Arch as a fee grant and give everybody access to one Arch, after you onboard 10,000 users to your AMM who could buy Arch for the first time on your platform instead of going elsewhere, you're still going to have like nine or 10,000 Arch left over for the next 10,000 users. So um, it, we will see massive growth. Every growth, every transaction on chain will burn Arch. So it like it, it's looking very solid. We're excited to see how this is going to shape. Um, I think we are going to see, and we're seeing already for the apps building out, a lot more structured applications that are run properly, in my opinion, as businesses uh, on chain. So uh, we'll, we'll see a lot of optimizations for transactions on chain. We'll see lots of customizations and composability and uh, uh, optimizations that haven't existed elsewhere because they're, they finally make sense to do so. Instead of putting innovation in places, it's going to pan out because it doesn't make sense anyways. Hmm. And yeah, got to ponder on that because there, there's like, there's, is it, is it a spiral out of control effect with these, these vaults and structured products or is it kind of, uh, added. I, I don't know. It's it's a great experiment. I am I'm excited to figure it out. We got an, a question in the DMs, uh, which was, "What's your guys' take on outposts, and uh, how are you guys handling that?" And and kind of like thinking about that. Uh, there are already quite a few prominent applications that are building outposts on Archway, so that will be decently familiar. Uh, I'm sure applications that are Archway natives will eventually make outposts. Um, it, there are several schools of thought for how outposts really should be set up, how interchain applications should be set up. Uh, we, we've worked with Axelar pretty, clo uh, pretty closely. So we're interested in their kind of like um, wheel and spoke method, basically as you have like a bunch of different types of the same USDC, you have to be able to get them back to the same type if you're ever going to go externally to like Avalanche or somewhere. So uh, outposts is one way to attack it. And I'm sure we'll pursue that. But then there are also other ways that are being pursued. Very cool. We got a we got a speaker. I think it's the the funky one. What do you got, funky one? Uh, yes, it's funky. The funky one, whichever. I just wanted to jump up here and say thank you so much. Actually, shortly before I jumped into this space, I was chatting with Max on Telegram. He invited me into the Archway Discord. I just happened to see that this Twitter space was starting, so I wanted to jump in. And I'm I'm relatively new to the Cosmos ecosystem and kind of hanging around for about two or three months. And uh, I am part of the corporation. I see Brian laughing at me. I am the director of Good Vibes, uh, the soft little quokka voice that Rama loves. But uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much. This was such an excellent primer for me to understand what Archway is building. Um, you know, we're an infrastructure provider, Lucky Friday Labs, a company I work for, so maybe we could run validators, whatever. But still, like, this was just a great overview. I find the Astro Vault DAO thing super interesting. So thank you, Eric, for sharing your expertise on tokenomics. I have a meeting I got to go to. I just, if nothing else, wanted to express my gratitude for all of you being up here, sharing your expertise. I'm a lifelong learner, pretty much a general nerd. So I love listening to these kinds of conversations where I'm just, I feel like my brain's exploding and it's on fire the entire time. So just wanted to say thank you so much for, for giving me the chance to, sit, to just express my gratitude. Really enjoyed this conversation a lot. And I look forward to learning more about Archway. Thanks so much, gang. Awesome, man. Seriously, appreciate it. Cool. So that. just, uh, yeah, ape in, uh, uh, validate on on every chain. Let's go fill out our profile on Alpha Growth and uh, send us all your schmeckles. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, 
No, no, that's awesome. We love we love to hear uh, good news. I right, got another uh, question in the background. How 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 are you guys like launching? Are you guys launching uh, permissionlessly? Are you guys going to be like permissioned at first? Like, um, you know, and and the uh, the sub comment was outposts are pumping like crazy on the feeds and and being really considered like the uh, this like kind of like interchain security kind of like mechanism that's going to make all of these uh, uh, for lack of a better word word cosmos cartels. So. Um, are you going to launch permissionless and then and then embedded in the outpost like fee trading and stuff like that kind of thoughts? So we're, uh, I think we'll be permission for like one day just to make everything run smoothly. But yes, we're going to be fully permissionless. Um, as far as the outpost and of these types of cartels, it's interesting. Like I said, we believe that we will be the user interface for all of Cosmos. It makes a lot of sense for other people to come make outposts on Archway so that they can have this monetizable um, point. They can charge whatever they want to charge for their contracts and relay it elsewhere, wherever they have to handle the computation. Um, but it makes less sense for us to go do our outposts elsewhere, in my opinion. And I don't think that, uh, I, I don't believe the outposts are the full end game. I think we've seen a lot of narratives spin up lately that will be short-lived. Yeah, I tend to agree with Eric that um, if the outpost kind of thesis continues, I, I still think it makes the most sense to to deploy it on Archway, um, just because you're, you're going to earn fees and, and rewards that just aren't available anywhere else. So it really just makes more sense from a strictly business standpoint. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out overall. I got, I got a last question for Eric as a, as a tokenomics guy. Have you seen the uh, wind validator, uh, the voter escrow thing that they're working on with the gauge? Nope. Okay, then I'm going to take that offline, but I'll, I'll, food for thought. Um, there's a really kind of interesting DeFi primitive that, that wind is pushing out there for LSDs, which basically allows for a weighted gauge of validators based upon their token to then figure out where the LSD tokens are actually staked with. And so... Um, I think it's just a really cool new game. And if you would have heard of it, I would have liked to find that, uh, But that's all. That's an excellent description. And that's actually super useful. Um, but I, I'm not a fan of how it's going to be implemented right now. I would love to take a conversation offline, but I, I've written pretty extensively on liquid staking derivatives. Oh, dude, got to link me. You got to link me. Um, all right. This is, we're gonna, before we nerd out, let's close this up. <laughs> Any last things to the Archway team you guys want to say? Um, other than, you know, check out our, our Twitter page. Uh, we have a ton of information on there, links to all of our documents. Um, if you want to learn more about the protocol, um, the reward mechanism, how to sign up to be a validator, uh, how to launch a DAP, all that's included in our docs. Uh, we just did a revamp. They look awesome. Finally added a dark mode, which looks amazing. Um, and then also check out our pinned tweet on our Twitter, which is at ArchwayHQ. Um, it'll have a link to the hackathon if you're interested in signing up there. And then there's also links to our Discord and Telegram, which are growing quickly um, as the as the community starts to learn more about Archway. So we'd love it if you guys came and joined the Discord and Telegram and ask questions, um, you know, provide ideas, whatever you guys you guys are feeling. But yeah, we'd just love to get the community more involved and hear from you guys so that we can, you know, develop for the people who are going to be using the protocol. 100%. And uh, 
one more thing is that Phylabs is a really big team and their kind of idea is that L1s, what they're offering, like they're selling block space and the only way they can retain and get anything out of it is to get teams building out and we want to be the cheapest and easiest and best place to build. And so we're offering design help, tokenomics help, marketing help, whatever kind of help your small team needs for whatever you guys are trying to build. So if you have an idea, you've got one or two people and you're trying to build it out, we will help you for free because we want you to build out on our chain because that helps us. So that a lot of other L1s are offering that in theory, but they're kind of just giving loose grants that are never actually actualized. They just make a headline and they never follow through. We are actually going to walk it through the trenches with you guys and help you build. That's huge. Thank you for, uh, thanks for adding that. Yeah, that's, that's much appreciated in the, uh, in the general ecosystem. So thank you guys so much for being here. It's great to hear what you guys are up to and, and I'm excited to keep the combo going and, and see where, uh, see where you guys go. Yeah, we seriously appreciate it, man. It's, it's, it was great talking to you guys. You asked great questions and we're always happy to talk about what's going on at Archway. So hopefully we can join you again sometime. Beautiful. Thanks for being here, everybody. Cool. We're going to call that a wrap. And thanks for joining this AMA today with Archway and Alpha Growth. Thanks to everybody. Eric and Matt and, you know, Crypto Chem. I'm not going to dox you or anything or say your real name. Joe, of course, and everybody who joined. It's uh, it's Max. I'll dox myself, guys. But no, no worries. I appreciate what? that. Yep. You know, it's yeah. We're we're doxless at Alpha Growth. Yeah. We will not dox you unless you dox yourself. I've so. doxed myself on, right. already, unfortunately. So here we are. All right. Cool. Well, thanks, guys, again, and appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, we'll speak again. And oh, well, when launch? When token? We'll, we'll say, I'm not going to give a specific date because I've learned from that, but I would say end of March, or sorry, end of May, end of May um, is looking like the cool. most likely time period. End of May. All right, May. Let's, let's do this again after launch. Yes. I would and like to. once you kind of get up and going. Rad. Awesome. All right, we'll see you then. You, you now know about Archway. Get involved, the Discord, the Telegrams, the Twitters, the Docs. And uh, get some help from Eric and tokenomics and, and, and he'll, he'll work for free to help you with your tokenomics for hours and days to get all of your alignment and all of your tokens out the door and into your pocket and helping people add value to the Archway chain. It's been Brian, Alpha Growth. See you later. Bye. Sign up for the hackathon. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Archway AMA hosted by Alpha Growth. Recorded on Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Fig. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. All aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke blows in when I start a session. Blink canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain got the taxes included Acting like a writer never felt secluded
get into the shit and line them up Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up, driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the box came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Spaces.